This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Steerite! You're listening to Inside the Park. Inside the, inside the, inside the, Welcome inside to Inside the, the Park on the RSG Network. How you guys doing? This is Hammer & Hank. With, with Inside the Park Baseball. I'm Hank Davis, and along with my partner, Carl, the Hammer Hampton. Carl, how you doing tonight, bro? I'm doing well, bro. Good. Safe and well, bro. All right, good, good. You know what? We got a chance to talk a little bit of baseball this evening, man. It's, it's uh, so much been going on. If y'all been checking our one mic show on where we're at, but we get a chance to kind of take a deep breath, if we can, and talk a little bit about baseball uh, and, and, and the stuff that's going on on the diamond. Now, I know last time we had a show, I know, Hammer, you wanted to talk a little bit about free agency, but let's just kind of like get the folks a little bit of update on what's going on with baseball. So what say you at this point? Well, uh, I mean, people are saying it's a PR debacle, but I'm going to take the stand that I'm proud of the players. The players understand the long game in this. Mm -hmm. They understand that if they capitulate to the owners, they're gonna have a salary cap, but they're gonna be they're gonna lose money. And mm -hmm. the bottom line is that um, as far as revenues have gone up, I think for owners, uh three hundred percent or something, where players has only been like like ten percent or something. So the bottom line is that it's, it's not equity in, in this. Mm -hmm. So they're gonna demonize the players and say, How dare you during the middle of a pandemic and people are going to work um you know how you you can't take a prorated salary, but they're thinking the long game. Like my my uh, late mother was part of the Chicago Public School Union, which is the most powerful union in the country, and they struck. And mm -hmm. there were times where she was at home for weeks at a time, getting no pay for the long game, which was getting her pension and had great pension. So I respect the players as far as the long game goes. Right. They had a contract with the owners. Honor the contract. Mm -hmm. and don't tell me you're going to go broke or these things are biblical <laughs> proportions or what the Ricketts have said. You're not going to go broke. Um, let, me ask you, let, me, let me ask you this real quick, though, because I, I'm with you as far as, you know, siding with the players. you got a contract. you got a contract. Let's not use the pandemic as a, as, as, as a crutch on why you don't want to pay me. I'm all, I'm all for that. But let me ask you this, as far as revenues are concerned, because see, the way they're talking about it, it seems to me like baseball would be able to be seen by more people who wouldn't see it because of the pandemic, because there's some folks that are still going to be afraid to go outside, but the games are going to be on. And let's not fool ourselves. There's not a whole lot to watch. So if you got baseball out there, this is the one monopoly. Don't you think that baseball would be looking for it? I think, and don't you think that the owners see this and they see this as a potential cash cow? They do, and that's why they have that provision, Brother Hank, where they can institute a, a season when they want to if the players turn it down. So they have some great lawyers on their side that look out for their interests as far as it goes. So if the owners look out for their interests as far as making sure baseball is going to be played, uh, no matter how short the season is, the players need to look out for their best interests as far as um, 
as far as uh, their money. And mm -hmm. also look, and this is a this is again a setup for really 2021. And so again, I respect the players for playing the long game. And yes, they're going to get demonized in a pandemic, but the long game is also look at the free agency game as well. They have shut basically the free agency market down where you really have. Um, it's like America. You got the have and have nots. You got all these players with big money. You have very few, quote, middle class or middle players in in a in a um, in a profession that what five or six years as far as in the major leagues. And that's not counting the minor leagues. You have to toll in to get to the major leagues. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I, again, I, I hear you about that, but that's the short game. That's the player. That's that's the owner game. Yeah. Okay. Baseball so, should be able to kill. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, baseball should should be killing right now. I mean, people are watching Korean baseball. I know it's getting ratings because ESPN wouldn't be having it on. It you know preempting uh, good up and a lot of other stuff. Take on Mike and Mike. People are watching Korean baseball. Trust right. me. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know what the ratings are, but they have to be watching Korean baseball. So they don't really want to watch some American baseball. But right, that tells me again. The, the the players are playing chess and playing stack, checkers. They're being long-term instead of short-term. So my question to you is this, though. Let's play devil's advocate a little bit. If I'm, on, and I'm, I'm an owner and I'm watching, okay, Korean baseball is getting ratings, right? So let's play power play with the players. Let's, let's force the, the, the union's hand. Let's say the players, you know, we're going to strike this. We're not going to adhere to this. Now the, now the owners do what they did several years ago when the players struck. They wouldn't got minor leaguers to fill teams and play because they know that people will watch anything. I get to save a little bit of money. I can pass it off as play as baseball. You don't care because you watch anything. And, and and I still get the same, I still get the same revenue. Now you're not watching Mike Trout, but I don't have to worry about you going to the ballpark because you wasn't going anyway. It's on TV. So what you gonna watch? What do you what, what do you say about that? No, the players are organized enough where the, if they tried to do replacement baseball like like the NFL did, they would it'd be a boomerang on them. Um, even though these players are not like it's like we laughed about a couple weeks ago, and Mike Trout walked down uh, Michigan Avenue, they wouldn't know know him from Adam. Yeah, but mm -hmm. the bottom line is that the players know they have power, and they would they would uh, them bandy about and make sure, and also these replacement players would know too as well that like the replacement players happen in the NFL, that they'll get beamed or something happened, a hard slide, or they'll be blackballed the rest of their career. And the union will blackball them, I guarantee you. They will not be part of the union. Uh, they will make sure they're not part of the union. And so, like I said, again, it goes to the, the strength of the baseball union is the most powerful. I give them credit for it. Um, they're setting themselves up because I think that, you know, I, I see a salary cap coming, but it's got to be a salary cap with, we talk about with a ceiling and with a floor. Mm -hmm. So people are spending like $10 million on a team to, to build up a team. So yeah, but the bottom line is that I see your devil's advocate, but again, it goes back to the fact that the union is king in this. And if, yeah, they don't tell you, be a replacement player, but you'll never be part of the union. Like Sean Payton was never mm -hmm. part of the union when he, was, when he was a replacement player of Chicago Bears. And those benefits of the union are, especially in a sport where you only have five years and, and you're out. That's going to be key. So, mm -hmm. okay. So let me ask you this. So um, 
you you want to talk about free agency a little bit. I want to kind of go back to this to the salary cap piece, um, where they got they've got to have a ceiling, they got to have a floor. Now, last time you and I spoke, we 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 went we went at length about the length of the season. Do you think does does this benefit baseball to bring more parity with the salary cap? Because yes. and, and the reason why I asked now, I want you to think about it a little bit because baseball is not an exact science as football or even basketball. Well, some of these players need time to develop. All right, so so how do how do you see this working in baseball? It's going to work because that's one of the problems with baseball is that a lot of people think that they're when the first pitch is is, is thrown on uh, on Sunday night that you know it didn't happen this year because of the pandemic. Their team's already out of it. So because of uh, lack of resources. So if you had a salary cap, I think there would be more equity and resources. There'll be more spending. People have to spend, especially if you have a, a floor, they have to spend a certain amount of money on free agents. They're, they've been able to depress the free agent, free agent market because there's no salary cap and because there's no floor. Um, and so it'll stop the, the Yankees of the world and you know, angels from these spending sprees. And I think that's what you need to do for baseball. Um, and so to have equity, because that's the problem. They only, not only it's people talk about the pace of the game for the millennials and the Gen Xs, but, uh, or Gen Z, excuse me, but it's also the fact that people don't see as competitive, that most of only about four or five teams or so really have a legitimate chance to win all every year because of lack of resources. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people aren't playing, aren't, aren't playing money ball. And you know, Moneyball is great, but have the A's won a championship since Moneyball is instituted? No. <laughs> nope. They, they, have they won one period? Yeah, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they have won. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they've won. They've won divisions and wild cards, but that's that's nothing. That's a period victory. Um, right. The key is winning the championship. So, mm-hmm. help me understand how you think this will work with uh, international players. You know, you had players like uh, like like um, like Tanaka and like the the, the player in California. I mean, with the, with the Angels, that the, the big money teams, the big money markets can just just throw a ton of money at that. How do you how do you incorporate that piece into a salary cap, and and how do you incorporate those players when it comes to not not playing in our system any at all, but so that they're either do they become part of the draft or how do they do it because they're already professional players, so they're quote unquote free agents. So how does that they become happen? part of the draft because uh, the NBA players are professional professional players. And yet, you know, Giannis was a professional player before he was drafted. Uh, R.J. Hampton, who skipped college, he's a professional player in, in Australia. So it's the same thing. So um, it, it's not different that, again, the, you, that you these international players, I mean, they're scouted the same way. They're not. So baseball, so you're saying players. that baseball is applying it differently. Baseball is applying yeah, it they're wrong. applying it differently because they know that this is, again, the have and have nots. They know that. that the teams with money can get these Dominican camps and they have the Sammy Sosa of the world at 13 years old and groom them and get them ready for the major leagues where, you know, a small market team like Milwaukee back in the day before couldn't do that um, or would get some, you know, the, the worst players. So, again, they're scouting all day. They got scouts for a reason, Brother Hank. And so you right. can have a draft with international players. It's, the sliding system is really – it's ridiculous. They did with um, uh, brother with the Cubs. Uh, come to my mind. Um, my goodness. Uh, uh, 
uh, it'll come to my mind in a second. Um, the brother that he coached, he was with the um, Texas Rangers and uh, big right-hander, Hugh Darvish. Okay, Hugh yeah, Darvish. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hugh Darvish, perfect example. He should be a part of international draft, not a slot where they gave him a whole bunch of money. And, um, you know, same thing with uh, Abreu. They're bastardizing the system. And exactly. So, now, they, I mean, and the scouts had better be right on these because when you slide a player like, uh, you know, all these players um, do from the Angels, for instance, uh, yeah, you better make sure they, they hit because if they don't, <laughs> you're going to be gone. Right. But that's where Which, I think even, even it would be better for them to be in a draft situation because you're not putting as much money on the line. You have to slot them even, even though they do project. And they'll go to minor leagues for a little while like Ken Griffey Jr. and then come up in 19 or come up first, whatever their age are, come up after one year and or they'll go straight to the major leagues like uh, Jim Abbott, you know, uh, something like that. So Because I, the way I look at it, because I'm looking at it with, 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 with international baseball, that if those players don't declare that they're going to play in the major leagues, that that um, they 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 can't be part of a draft. So they have to absolutely declare first that they're going to do that. That's like with Darvish. And with I these can't other say players. no. I can't say that because look at I mean there's players that you can draft. Their draft eligibility could can depend on yeah you can have where you can opt in, but you also can be where they're draft eligible by rule, and therefore it doesn't matter if they declare or not they're eligible for the draft, they can be drafted. And there's precedent for that back in the old days, like Larry Bird, for instance. He was drafted as an Indiana State player because he was eligible, but they changed that rule in NBA. But I would change the rule where they're eligible so they wouldn't play a game as far as uh, that game as far as I'm going to enter the draft when I want to or something like that. So, yeah. So I mean, baseball allows that for, for high schoolers. I mean, they can be yeah. drafted while they're still in high school and be drafted while they're still in college. Precisely, yeah. But, 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 well, but, 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 but this doesn't happen for international players unless they say we're going to play. Yeah. And then they make them a free agent. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Not, they, and they, they get a crazy bunch of money. No. So, again, it's equitable then all the teams will be able to get international players and the international players will not be able to use a monopoly. And again, yeah, it's shown that these players are worth the money when they come in on the sliding system and because they're heavily scouted. Like, like we talked about this a couple weeks ago, you don't have these brothers that are coming to the draft and not getting out a ball after being the fifth pick. You don't see anymore. People are hitting on, on these picks because right. jobs are on the line, playing something. Right. So if you're an international player, okay, you, you, you're talking about uh, um, uh, a process that's going to cost me money. Mm -hmm. Because, see, it used to be I can go and say I'm going to play in, 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 in the uh, major leagues now because I done did all I can do in the Japanese league or I do all I done did in the Dominican Republic. Now the bidding war for me is done because now you want me to be a part of the draft. Now if I'm the agent, or if I'm the players' union and I'm supposed to be protecting the player, how am I allowed? How how am I okay with this? Because you're gonna have equity for everybody, all your players. Right now, American players are being are not getting the same benefits. Why can't we slot high schoolers? Why can't we mm -hmm. slot college players? See, so you're not giving the 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 opportunity for Americans. But a high schooler, wait a minute, a high schooler is not proven, okay, at the major league level. Versus maybe, maybe, maybe versus but maybe. Alzheimer's a high schooler. Me and a high schooler. Uh, Griffey was a high schooler. So, yeah, I mean, some don't project. Don't wrong, Brother Hank. But mo most of them, they project those players into 
major league players if they played um, high school. But so my point is that slot. Well, if you want to say that's too slot, at least the college players should be able to slot. Should be able to go where they want to go. And you know. Well, no, no. You're talking about okay, but but you're talking about players that got amateur status. You're talking about high schools that got amateur status. You're talking about college kids that got amateur status. We, that's a whole different conversation. But I'm talking about international professional players. I guess my question to you is, at that level where they are playing major leaguers, you know, mm -hmm. just overseas, if you will, and I say I declare to play in the major leagues, I can help a team win a championship this year like a Tanaka or like a U Darvish, are you going to tell me now you're going you're gonna to make me go back into a draft? And yeah, not start making my back, money. And, 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 and my question unless, is, unless, if, I'm, if I'm an agent of this player, I'm like, hold on, hold on. We 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 not we not being drafted. We want we want free agent money. This well, is what I'm I saying. Say so, that, so, 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 I would say that too. I mean, again, the NBA delineates that where you have uh, professional players who are, you know, they are minors or so, like Giannis Antetokounmpo or you know Dirk Nowitzki or so, who were drafted. Who played professional ball and then they were drafted in the in the in a so-called amateur draft, which really is not amateur draft. Or someone like um who like uh Patrick Beverly's, for example, played in the G League and then uh was able to get drafted second round. So he played pro ball basically. It, it was semi-pro, but yeah. So again, like I said, you're giving these international players an advantage that the Americans don't have. So Slot everybody. Get rid of the draft. I mean, we only had five rounds of draft this year, right? They clearly aren't valuing the draft. You're going to get some free agents this year that are going to make the major leagues, I guarantee you, when you look down the road. Um, because there's been too many players who are outside the fifth round who have made major league teams. So those players might get a cash cow. Who knows? Uh, mm -hmm. But, again, I still think international players should not have the benefits or should be bastardizing the system. Mm -hmm. uh, because we know these, trust me, we have scouts over there in Cuba who are hiding out, doing whatever, and they know the next who the next Jose Abreu is. And as soon as Jose Abreu defects, it's not they. It's not that they do a workout and they're like, oh, Jose Abreu. They knew this cat was rated ball when he was over in Cuba. They just had to mm -hmm. see him in when he was in Dominican Republic or he moved to, to outside Cuban soil. Um, instead of him going to Florida and becoming, if he went to Florida, he'd be eligible for the draft. And so it's just mm -hmm. unfair. It's unfair. And it, it, all it does is help the bigger teams like the Chicago White Sox and you know, the Texas Rangers have money and, and extra scouting power, the ability to masterize the system. So keep everybody, keep it even. And so expand, so expand the draft to include international players. Yeah, and I expand the draft. I think it's ridiculous to only have five rounds of draft this mm -hmm. year. I, mean, I know they did for financial reasons, but that was just not a good look as far as it goes. I, I really was uh, disappointed. And in, in again, but baseball is a hot mess right now. You have, you have <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a hot mess right now. You're right. Uh, advantageously, people would be back on the diamond and they'd be playing baseball. You're in a vacuum right now. The NBA's got some dissenters. Where, I mean, they'll play, but some people aren't going to play, but you got baseball to get reestablish their brand. But again, the owners are playing hardball and the players are playing hardball. I give mm -hmm. you credit. So you got two tough customers at it. And I was the owners had the last say because the CBA, as far as instituting a short season. And yeah, again, the short season is going to be bad for baseball, but 
they're going to still make some money because, again, you and I are going to watch some baseball on TV when it, when it comes on because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be keeping real with you. I, I haven't been watching the K- KBO. I'm not watching that mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to watch it. It's like spring training, you know? You don't know the teams. You don't know the players. And and, I, and I'm sorry. You you need to know who you're watching. And, and, and that's the fun part of watching the game. You know, that's just the way it is. And unfortunately for baseball, sometimes it just seems like they're almost a decade behind where everybody else needs to be when it comes to being, you know, proactive and and, and uh, progressive in, in doing some of their things, and, and which I think is why we talk so much about what's going on with international players. One other question I want to ask before we close up, though, is, you know, this whole concept of the, of the salary cap um, and the salary floor. Uh, do you see baseball, uh, you know, possibly mar- um, mimicking or mirroring other sports? For an example, can you see baseball franchising a Mike Trout? No, no, it won't be. I don't think there'll be a salary cap. There'll be a more share of the money. The, the players are adamant not having a salary cap. I think it'll be great for the game, but. Again, that's where the owners don't want a salary cap either because they want to be able to spend as little or as much as they want to. So they're both on the same page with that. I think the things that have to change is the Chris Bryant rule, I'd call it. That was obscene what the Cubs did. They sent a guy down who clearly was their best third baseman so they could have an extra year. Um, and, and, the, and really they poisoned that relationship from the get-go. And that young man is not going to sign extension. And, they're, and, and the Cubs need to trade Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, plus he's got bad shoulder anyway. I trade him anyway. He's, he's right, become right. damaged as, as it is. So um, that's ridiculous as far as how they – and that's, again, game in the system where um, – and so I think, no, there's not going to be a salary cap. There should be one because I think it would make baseball, especially for the regional folks because it's a more regional game, feel like their teams are actually in, in it like the NFL and like the NBA uh, feels for the most part except for incompetent owners like James Dolan or, you know, Michael Jordan <laughs> or something, you know, who, mm-hmm. who can't, who can't own worth of salt. I mean, Mike's the goat, but he's one of the worst owners in the league. No question. Charles right about that. <laughs> right, um, right. I mean, he's a terrible, owner, so horrific. Owner. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's going to happen. So I don't see, I think there should be a salary cap. I don't see it's going to be salary cap. And the fact that baseball players are, are, are being, are honing in and really making these negotiations, difficult at time like you said right where for the good of the game they should definitely be playing tells you they understand the long game and they're not gonna have a salary mm-hmm. cap and they'll mm-hmm. they'll sit down over salary cap they'll they'll sit out so so now the big question mm-hmm. do we have a season yeah we have a season and if we have a season, season how many games it's gonna be 50 games sadly it's gonna be a short season um 50 games and yeah, and and expanding playoffs and you know baseball will lose some it'll lose some goodwill with the fans, but you know a lot of the hardcore fans like you and me, especially we're more regional fans. I'm gonna be watching my Cubbies all day. I'm waiting for them to come back. But you know, 50 games will be sad, but again, it is what it is. I mean, that's that's collective bargaining, brother. Uh, they put this provision in for a purpose, um, so. Yeah, that's what's gonna be. Because um, the players are not gonna take, and I, I don't blame them. I wouldn't take a prorated pay cut either, especially in coronavirus, where you catch it, and you you might not be able to play again. I, mean, I was watching the World Holiday story. Um, you know, and some of his his chronic injuries and related to 
know, his, you know, abuse of opioids and other drugs. And so, um, you know, you don't know what, how you treat COVID or what you need to do to get ready, things like that. So um, I don't blame these players. If I'm putting my bottom line, I'm going to get my money. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to get the contract I negotiated. There was no pandemic clause. You just should put a pandemic clause in there. People knew there could be a pandemic one day. I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard living through it right now. Yeah, but it's a, it's a pandemic right now. I mean, it's a once in a hundred years thing. Yeah, it happened in 18, 1918. It's 2020 now. We got a pandemic. So yeah, so they should have thought. I mean, other people uh, who had pandemic insurance. Uh, yeah, some of these people <laughs> had pandemic insurance. Uh, who was it? I think um, guy who had pandemic insurance was. Um, some businesses have pandemic insurance where they were able to get mm-hmm. things. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so um, yeah, I forgot the industry, but yeah, they have pandemic insurance where they're getting paid right now for for a pandemic. They were smart enough to put pandemic insurance on there. So yeah, so baseball should have been smart enough to bear a pandemic clause. So they got themselves together when they had Ebola rolling around. But you know what? Um, I, I I pretty I really hope they do have a season. Because but they have, have a season. Been, they have a season. Trust let's, me. Let's, let's, let's hope so because this is the they same have a season. sport. I mean, this is the same sport that canceled their World Series because of a labor. That's true, but then they realized how, and then they had to have a steroid. You know, we don't see. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, they, 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 they had to have, have an performance enhanced season to bring the fans just, back. Yeah, to bring the fans back. So, and people don't see steroids anymore. They're not gonna see that mess anymore. Uh, um, so no, I think there'll be a season, and I think that it'll just be shortened, and there'll be a another spring training, a little standing spring training, and then we'll get to baseball and probably Arizona or uh, Florida somewhere. And um, yeah, it'll be a short season. It'll be an asterisk in the season, but we'll see some baseball. And then, you know, some people will like the fact it's a short season. I think it'll be bad for baseball, but then you reset the clock next year. And hopefully we get these kinks out. We get these, they're doing pre-posturing now for the CBA coming up. So hopefully this will get the kinks out of that process. We can get a deal going where people know where people stand related to the CBA coming up. So, yeah. So. Yeah. And ironically, you mentioned Arizona and Florida, the two states who've now had spikes in corona cases. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you have, again, you have poor, not to get political on this show, but you had, I mean, you saw DeSantis couldn't even put a mask on, right? So, I mean, they're, again, they're, they play politics with this uh, virus and this virus doesn't uh, play politics. It, it, it plays gangster. So right, right. Um, the bottom line is that, yeah, you got spikes, but they have the necessary protocols, but could there be an outbreak? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you saw, not to go off tan, you saw Carmelo Anthony's the world, Kyrie Irving's, they're worried about it. They're right to be worried, but again, with the average person in this country, um, you know, they want to go to work. They have to go to work, you know? You got people who, 40 million people out of work. And, right. and Kyrie, you have another... The second wave, at least I'm reading, talking about uh, unemployment, not 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 virus. So it's frightening. Mm-hmm. And the second wave of evictions, all the eviction moratoriums are, are coming out are going to be all the all the mortgage moratoriums are going to be um, expiring. So we have a perfect storm as far as the economic calamity going on right now. And these players who make millions of dollars, I mean, you know, getting blessed with great talent, don't be wrong, and great work. You know they're not going to get uh, sympathy from the public. Uh, no, nope. because uh, 
they don't want to get the Rona, like Blake Snell said. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, you know what? There's there's going to be plenty to talk about. I'm pretty sure that by the time we come back around here again, something else can happen with baseball. That's going to uh, it might surprise us. Who knows? It might surprise us. Right. Might so, deal. Who knows? But maybe by next time, you know, they've 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 kind of ironed out some things, and we'll start talking about the start of the season. We can actually start talking about teams. So we'll we'll see. So uh, until next time, this is Inside the Park with Hammer and Hank. We hope you enjoyed tonight's uh, show, and we'll uh, we'll catch you the next time. So that's the ball game for this evening. Please drive home Inside safe. The park. The RSV family. My usual suspects with me. Hot baseball topic. We're just gonna jump right into it. I always This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.